welcome to Gausplained, the podcast where two best gals explain anything and everything to each other better than any man ever has. This week, we're diving into cheesy Christmas movies and things to know about snow. Mm, yeah, you could Google it, but isn't it more fun to learn it from a friend? I'm Michelle. And I'm Claire. Here we go. I meant to do the pun with snow about snow, but my brain autocorrected it. <laughs> oh, yeah. you were. I, I was ready for that. That's why I, before the podcast started, everyone, I told Michelle, if you say things to snow about snow, you are the one that has to say that out loud. <laughs> Just for the record, I meant to say it. I autocorrect. It's in my brain. Mm. Sorry, I was taking a sip of my tea. Because Ooh, what it, tea are you drinking? Uh, I'm drinking um, English breakfast tea because I love it. And because I have to stop drinking coffee. It was making my eye twitch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You have, to ha- you have to have a banana. Oh, seriously? I don't know if this is true, but I remember that eye twitches are from a lack of potassium. Oh, I thought it was because I was uh, drinking too much caffeine. That's what the internet told me. Could have been that, too. Uh, somebody told me that in high school, and I ate a banana, and I felt better. So Ooh. I take it as fact. Well, then I will remember to eat a banana next time that happens. But I drink English breakfast tea. The Brits were correct. It does taste delicious, and it's different than coffee, I would say. But it does help that need that you need for that little bit of caffeine. Yeah, I love tea. I drink it almost every morning. I've been doing my own tea advent calendar instead of buying (gasps) one. I have been just drinking a different tea every day, which I have all of them. Because when you tell your friends you like tea, everybody gets you tea for Christmas. And (laughs) I had, I think I just threw out and like gave to friends a bunch of tea from years ago. Do you like, do you like black tea, like English breakfast tea? Or do you like, like fruity teas better? I like them both. I think they both have a different like time and purpose in the morning. I'll definitely do like a black tea, English breakfast, Earl Grey. And then at night I like to do almost like a sweet, like in, I have an orange spice tea, which is delicious. Uh, Orange and cinnamon tea, um, like a raspberry tea. And they're more like sweets to me. One year someone made me, my dear friend Una made me a tea wreath and then she glued clothespins all to it in a circle and put different teas in each one and that was such a thoughtful gift i i loved that highly recommend this episode's coming out on christmas eve so that's a good like quick gift to make for someone oh good to know i'm about to send you a tea wreath (laughs) 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 just kidding just kidding um but yeah love tea and if you're trying to nip your coffee addiction in the bud Um, Try some black tea with uh, milk and sugar, just a splash of milk. But it definitely helps me when I have that, that, uh, what's that called? The craving. Well, speaking of tea, Michelle, do you have any tea to share with us this week? Let's see. Um, Well, in my household, my cat, my cat's been uh, trying to climb up the tree, the Christmas tree. That's some tea. I'm exposing Iris. That's my cat's name. Exposing. Wow. <laughs> if she shows her face on camera, I am going to shame her. Yeah, shame her. At least she's not eating it. Um, She is. But it's plastic, <laughs> so I don't think she's succeeding. Oh. 
my good friends that have a cat and a dog um, have had some issues with their real tree and both their pets eating it. Yeah, Iris would eat it if it was real. She's trying to, even though it's not real. So good thing we don't have a real one. (laughs) But you know what? I need to know a little more about Christmas. Tonight when I, you know, snuggle into bed, I just don't know what to do with myself, Claire. Yeah, Michelle, it's Christmas Eve. And let me tell you, it's Christmas Eve and a lot of our Christmases, if you celebrate Christmas, or even if you do something special on this day that the world seems to be shut down every year, it's going to look really different this year, obviously. I hope for a lot of people it's going to look different and that everyone is being safe. So it's going to look really different for a lot of people this year, which means we might have some more free time to sit around this Christmas Eve, even Christmas Day, and fill our hearts with joy and cheer. Maybe not from the people around us or the activities that we do, but from wonderful Christmas movies. Michelle, even as a Jew, have Christmas movies shaped your life in any way? <laughs> um, uh, absolutely. I definitely have my favorite Christmas movies. I feel like they're, I do, I do not speak for all Jewish people for on the record. Uh, but I personally do enjoy the holiday season. Um, for me, it's not really about Christmas. It's just like I watching Christmas movies and like the cheer around Christmas time is just really fun. And um, we'll talk about this later in my section, but I, I'm really happy usually this time of year. I don't it's not because of the cold. I don't like the cold. I'm from Texas. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad to hear that they've impacted you because I think you know this about me, but I love Christmas movies. Typically throughout the year, I like movies, especially since being with Jeff. He's a big movie guy. So I have learned a lot more about movies and learned to like movies a lot more. But Mm -hmm. there's something so wonderfully predictable about Christmas movies that I love. And it feels like a warm embrace this time of year. So... I wanted to kind of categorize Christmas movies. And as we go through them, if you have any that you're like, ooh, I like that one, or ooh, what's that? Feel free to to shout it out. But I have a few categories of Christmas movies. So first we've got what I've categorized as family movies. You can sit down with your family, with kids and adults, and everyone will enjoy these movies. We've got Elf. We've got the Santa Claus, as we talked about a few weeks ago. (laughs) We've got National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, which I just watched the other day for the first time. Have you ever seen it? Um, I actually watched it last night for the second time, (gasps) and I was so exhausted. I fell asleep before the vacation part even happened. Oh, no. It's, It's really good. It's so cheesy and funny and goofy, but... What I'm categorizing as making these family movies instead of kids movies is they're a lot more, they have jokes in them that are geared towards just adults and jokes in them that are geared towards just kids. Like almost those moments that are like, wink, wink, you know, only the adults will get this part. It's, oh my gosh, he's so annoying in that movie. I probably, it's probably because I didn't watch it when I was a kid, but oh, he annoys the crap out of me, that main character. Oh, I love it. And he's in, (laughs) I I love it. I think it's so good. Oh, it's Um, It's funny. I'm a big fan of him when he was on SNL. 
many, many years ago. Oh, old school. So I also put in this category of family movies, Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Hmm. Okay. Have you seen Home Alone and Home Alone 2? Never the second. Well, actually, I watched the second one for the first time last year, but I was like kind of at work while I was watching it. So I was like half watching it. You have to watch it. Home Alone 2, I think, is better than Home Alone. Whoa. Really? Yeah. It's one of the few where the sequel holds up. I mean, Home Alone, he's actually Home Alone. Home Alone 2, he's lost in New York City. Little Kevin McAllister. And I think it's really interesting to watch now being in the pandemic, like seeing the joy of Christmas time. And also, I know a lot of people got really into Schitt's Creek this year and last year. Mm -hmm. And Kevin's mother is played by Catherine O'Hara, who plays Moira. (laughs) And that was really fun to watch too. But the second category is kids movies. Now there could be crossover, but I did my best to categorize them. I look at this like movies that were made for kids. The actors are kids. Um, so I'm looking at this, like the Christmas Chronicles. Have you seen those? Uh, wait, yes, I think I did. Wait, what happened in it? It's Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Yes. In the second one. And absolutely. I haven't seen the second one, but the first Ooh. one was absolutely ridiculous. We it watched was- the second one last night. Now, when the villain is played by a 17 year old, you know, you're watching a kid's movie. Let me tell you. Okay. Okay. Oh, it was good, but bad. I loved it it but i hated it um also in this category is we've got the grinch we've got like any kind of animated christmas movie i put jingle jangle in there do you think both grinches are kids movies because i feel like the live action one could be classified as family technically because it has some adult jokes in there yeah i think I'm not sure how to categorize the difference between a family movie where family would want to sit down and watch this versus like a kid's movie where, yeah, if the parents are watching with the kids, maybe they'll get some enjoyment out of it. I love all these kids movies. Like I love The Mm -hmm. Grinch. Jeff and I have had a tradition every year on Black Friday. We watch the new Grinch that came out a few years ago with um, Benedict Cumberbatch as the voice of The Grinch. I love it. It's so fun. There's like new music in it by Tyler, the creator. Oh, it's, you know, got that beat to it. (laughs) So moving along from kids movies, then I just put like our classics, our classic claymations. And I think they Mm -hmm. deserve their own category because they inspired a lot of the Christmas movies and traditions that we see today. So Santa Claus is coming to town. Rudolph, Frosty the Snowman. They're definitely very kid-like with Mm -hmm. them. But yeah, they're just classics. Yeah. And so much of the, I don't know how to say this, the lore that they've written into those movies has become part of what we include in Christmas movies now. Wow. I made another category, and I'm not sure how many movies fit into this, but adult Christmas comedies. I put Holiday in here, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Bleh. I put Bad Mom's Christmas in here. <laughs> um, Christmas with the Cranks. But finally, we have my favorite category, which I'm then going to break down into more categories. Okay. And this is the rom-com, cheesy, Hallmark-esque 
Christmas movie. Yes. That's These what I are look for. My favorite. I'm so glad you like them too. Some people are haters, but I get it. I, I get why you would them. be haters. It's the same reason you would hate like watching The Bachelor or like, yeah, it's 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 bad. <laughs> it's supposed right. to be bad. I feel like they make it with it being bad in mind. Like when I saw the movie Last Christmas last year with a did you see that with Amelia oh, yeah. Clark? I was like, oh, this is going to be like a trashy Christmas movie, but it's going to be cute and heartwarming. And it like took itself too seriously. It wasn't bad enough. I would put that I wanted it to be an adult comedy or a Hallmark style Christmas movie, but it was neither. It was sad. It That's where it messed up. You're absolutely right. It didn't know what it was. It took itself too seriously as an actual outside of Christmas movie. And that's why it was bad. It just wasn't good. I think... The Hallmark style ones have just given ground to every year I can turn on the TV, I can turn on the Hallmark channel, I can put something on Netflix, and I don't really have to totally pay attention. It's just going to be good. But I did, before we dive deep into this category, I wanted to mention, I think, everybody's favorite movie that touches all of the categories we've talked about. And that is Love Actually. Love Actually is good. about it? Love Actually is amazing. It has something for everyone in it because it has so many different stories. And mm-hmm. it really gave way to that type of movie. Like, I feel like the UK did it great. And then America tried to recreate that style <gasps> with movies like Valentine's Day, yes. New Year's Eve, uh-huh. Mother's Day. Ugh. Just leave it at Love Actually, please. Valentine's Day was okay. <laughs> if you ever saw New Year's Eve, it was trash. It was really bad. Not good trash, bad trash. All right. Let's get back into our Hallmark style Christmas movies. Now, everybody knows the story of this. It's like the big city girl that, you know, left for her corporate job needs help from the big she goes home for the holidays and meets like her high school sweetheart that like is the baseball coach and never left town or the small town girl meets the big city guy who was a big sports star but got an injury or whatever it is it's always something crazy weird situation where one of them is like down to earth and the other one is like this amazing needs to be brought back down to earth. And I love them because I think they're wonderfully predictable. So in this type of Hallmark style Christmas movie, we've got this first one, the Hallmark style. I include in this Christmas Kissmas, Christmas Kissmas 2, Christmas Wedding Planner, Christmas you could be making the all of these names up. I think I've seen all of these. I want everyone to know that. I've seen every <laughs> single one that is on Netflix or oh Hulu. They all blend together in my mind. Um, we've got like the Christmas date, the holiday date, <laughs> and they all have the typical story. You can come in halfway through one of these playing and catch on mm-hmm. it's actually really funny um one year my family was on like a beach vacation before christmas and we were in like this hotel room and we couldn't get anything we didn't have wi-fi and the only channels that worked on the tv were one of them was hallmark and every night we would watch like half of a hallmark movie we'd just turn it on after dinner <sighs> and like watch whatever was on 
And my, my dad was actually really into them because he said that they were just so sweet and heartwarming. You're exposing him right now. I know. He listens. Hi, dad. Um, <laughs> I just think that they're really sweet and they serve everyone. But then Netflix a few years ago started blowing us away with some fantasy Christmas movies. And what? I'm talking like the Christmas prince. But but what I mean by fantasy is like you meet a prince and it's like this amazing you know, out of this world experience. So we've got the Christmas Prince, mm-hmm, yes, the Christmas Prince one. Royal Wedding, the Christmas Prince Royal Baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Princess Switch with Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, love it. Did you see the second one? I don't think I can. Um, I've heard it so bad. Claire, I watched it or I've tried watching it three times now. No, two times. Uh, Both times I fell asleep watching it. And I'm like, do I have to go back and watch it again? <laughs> you're like a dad with this energy you're bringing to I watching know. movies. <laughs> Listen, I'm working a lot, so <laughs> I'm, I'm proud just of you. always falling asleep. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, The Princess Switch, the first movie was about like this small town baker who goes to this amazing, fantastical town and <laughs> meets a princess of this country and they switch places because they're both Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> <laughs> and the princess gets to work as a baker for the day and live a normal life and fall in love. And the, the what's her name? The baker gets to be the princess and she also falls in love, you know. They fall in love with their alter, like their, the, the guys who happen to be in their lives that they're not interested in. The, but the other one falls in love with them. The wrong one. And then all I know from the second movie, uh, The Princess Switch- Switched Again, is that there's a third Vanessa Hudgens at yes. play. And she's <laughs> she's bad news. She's evil. And she's blonde. Oh my gosh. They really, they said, we can't afford to have more actresses. So, Vanessa, you're going to play three parts. And it's also really bad because Vanessa's not good at accents. Um, and she has to put on two different British accents that are different. Like one of the Vanessa's is RP and the other one's supposed to be like sort of like not Cockney, but like, you know, uh, rich, entitled. Oh, OK. You know what I mean? I think it's supposed to be like, I don't want to say because I don't want to offend any of my British listeners. Like a <laughs> Love Island UK kind of accent. Yeah, like that. And both of them are just so not good. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. And you're oh. just like watching a scene with two of them acting. You're like, well, just watching a master class in accents right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I love watching scenes of just Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> So that's our fantasy category. And then in magical, I put like, imagine anything that has a fairy godmother or some kind of magical intervention that makes the main character realize her situation or fall in love. So we've got the night before Christmas. Um, We've got like the holiday calendar, which was like about a magical holiday calendar. That's all I remember from it. And then I just watched the other day, The Perfect Christmas, which was such a cheesy, I think it was made by Hallmark or Lifetime. But now that we have all the categories, Netflix had tried their hand at Hallmark style Christmas movies. And this is when we got like the Christmas Prince, um, 
and all from that. The Princess Switch, the holiday calendar, the night before Christmas. But there was one movie that they said, let's not break the mold. Let's not do something crazy in Netflix. Let's just make a totally cheesy Hallmark style one with the typical story. And this movie is called Christmas Inheritance. Okay. I have still not watched it, but I will. I will. I think the only reason I like this one so much is because it's like all the other movies, Mm -hmm. but it's much better done because Netflix had a larger budget and probably got some more time to really work with the actors. But it's just about this girl who's a party girl, but is going to inherit her family business, which is equivalent to Hallmark. It's called like hearth and hands goods or something. And it's all like cards and things like that. And the co-owner of the business, one is her dad and one is this guy that she calls Uncle Zeke. And every year they hand deliver a Christmas card to each other. And her dad tells her, you know, she gets in trouble at some event. And her dad tells her, you're a party girl. You know, you need to go to this town. You can't tell anyone who you are. You can't tell anyone why you're there. And you just have to hand deliver this card to Uncle Zeke. And she gets there. And of course, Zeke's not there. And of course, she doesn't have any money. And she can't tell anyone who she is. So she has to start working at the local inn. You know, that happens. Dang. And the taxi driver that picked her up. Um, he's kind of a jerk at first because he's like, oh, this big city girl. And then she comes to realize that, wow, he's like really smart. And he used to live in New York and he picked this town over New York. Anyways, hilarity (laughs) ensues. And it's, it's, I would just call it like the ultimate cheesy Christmas movie. If you're going to start with one, don't start with Christmas Kissmas. Don't start with the Christmas elevator kiss. Don't start with the Christmas wedding plan. Wait, is the name of a movie Christmas Elevator Kiss and that's it? Yeah. Okay, then they literally said, we want them to be kissing in an elevator at Christmas. We're going to base the whole movie off of that. And uh, what should we name it, boss? Um, How about Christmas Elevator Kiss? It's called a Christmas kiss. I'm sorry. (gasps) Okay, okay. But the kiss is in an elevator. (laughs) Because... I was about to say, that is the most generic name like they, they just get stuck in an there. elevator and you know what they hung at the top of the elevator a mistletoe mistletoe who doesn't hang mistletoe in the he- most heavily populated area in an office that would be a disaster in covid time what kind of hr person would ever like let mistletoe be hung is it in an, in an office yes no. and it's her boss the guy that's you know I hate Christmas. Yikes. That's real, uh, real bad. That's an HR nightmare right there. <laughs> A lot of these movies are. Yikes. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to say, why do you think we watch these? Why do you think they have such mass appeal during this holiday season? And they keep making them. They keep grinding out these same story, same movie. 
I do think some people do take them seriously. Like, I do think that some people really like Hallmark movies and do find them truthfully heartwarming. I can't say that I do. I say, think that I like them because I think they're so, they're so fantastical, right? I think they're problematic in many ways. Uh, most of them, the way that the storylines play out can be very sexist, but I think that it's fun to like them because they are so cheerful and it's nice to escape to a place where you can put your mind on hold and just watch something that's like, uh, whatever, it's trashy and it's sweet and it's joyful and the Christmas feeling feels nice to feel. Yeah, I cry really easily at movies. And I, even the cheesiest Hallmark movie, if they've done a good enough job, I will like tear up at the end. And that's how I felt when I finished Christmas Inheritance and a few of these other ones. I'm like, yay, everything's working out for them. Or even the Christmas Chronicles 2 that we finished last (gasps) night. You cried at Christmas Chronicles? I just shed a little tear. I cry really easily, but they were all singing... Oh, Christmas tree. Oh, Christmas tree. And I was like, they're a family again, you know? Did you cry at last Christmas? No. (gasps) And that was probably the saddest of them all, I assume. I wasn't in love with the characters. Yeah. This is a last Christmas hate podcast. (laughs) Also, when I went to see that movie, I actually got my phone stolen right out of my back pocket. A bad omen. Well, Michelle, I think everyone could use one of these movies this year. It's just like a warm hug. It's something that everything works out in these movies. And this year, we need a little bit more of that in our life. So, we sure do. <laughs> that's my take on cheesy Christmas movies. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, time to take a little break from these Christmas movies. There's a bell ringing. Welcome to recess, folks. Woohoo! It's time for recess. Last week, we talked all about turtlenecks and oh, Hong Kong. <laughs> Life in New York City for Michelle. <laughs> Last week, we talked all about turtlenecks and snow. So, I. Oh my god. <laughs> I want you to leave this in just because it's so funny. <laughs> It wasn't me. It was the truck. (laughs) So we took to our Instagram for a few polls and a few questions. If you're not following us on Instagram, you are missing out, my friend, um, because we are actually, we do a lot of polls and we always like to share what people send in. So yeah, we got some fan work from one of our (laughs) listeners this week. Our first fan art uh, of me on the rock's body where he was wearing his turtleneck i felt so honored i'm gonna create highlight reels for us just so that we can have that on there forever oh my gosh so if you missed it don't worry you'll be able to see it again soon sometime when i do that um but our first question was did you hate turtlenecks as a kid and the poll has been fluctuating but we have an overwhelming yes yeah, those those turtlenecks back then were itchy. Yeah, 80% yes right now. And I, I found a photo of a very funny child uh, looking really uncomfortable in a turtleneck. I did wonder <laughs> for a second if it was you 
I know it looked nothing like you, but... That's a little boy, so no, that's not me. <laughs> I knew it looked nothing... I knew it looked nothing like you, but a part of me was like, is that Claire? <laughs> <laughs> but then we had, on the next thing, what their turtleneck opinions were. And everyone was saying they were down with the turtleneck. Or maybe they meant it as down with the turtleneck. Like, let's take it down. <laughs> that was my sister, Andrea. <laughs> Please clarify what you meant, Andrea. Yeah, I can't tell if she's into it or wants to destroy it. But other people were saying that they loved it. It's chic and cozy. Uh, cute and functional. Yeah. I found something really funny. Um, I was actually talking to my friend Lexi. And she was like... Yeah, I was. I heard the other day, and she spit out a fact about turtlenecks, and I was like, "Lexi, you heard that from me <laughs> on the Gaussplain podcast." I had infiltrated her mind. <laughs> People start talking to me about stuff, and I'm like, "Did you know?" Ba 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 ba, and they're like, "Yeah, Michelle, I listened to your podcast episode," and I was like, "Oh, yeah." But she told me the fact. <laughs> I was like, yes, it's working. She's galsplaining the galsplainer. <laughs> I loved it. It inspired me to wear a turtleneck many days last week. But we also asked people about their favorite colors. One person said gray is their favorite color, which I don't think I hear much that gray is people's favorite color. Sometimes I hear black, like people love wearing black. But gray, not so much. Very unique. Yeah, it's interesting because I think people have like their favorite color that they like to see and be around and then their favorite color that they like to wear that makes them feel the most confident. Mm -hmm. And mine are not the same. Yeah, I got to agree. I love wearing like a burgundy or a red, but it's not my favorite color. My favorite color is purple. Yeah, you wouldn't want your like walls painted burgundy. No. Did you think <laughs> that was a deep think on that one? <laughs> Maybe it was a dark, dark red and like, I don't know, like a living room. Like that's that's a little homey, like a wine red. You don't like that? That's very like 2010, my mom's kitchen. That's the red wallpaper. Actually, you're not wrong. That is that is that is what's in my grandparents house. So that's probably yeah. why I was thinking that. <laughs> Um, but I also really love whenever you ask someone for their favorite color, I didn't want to just post a poll or like red, green, yellow. I wanted to give people the space to answer more. And people always have such specifics nowadays. So someone else answered and we love her dearly. She said either royal blue or forced green. I love the specificity. Yes, go off. Yeah, I... Couldn't tell you what royal blue is compared to a normal dark blue, but it sounds beautiful. I think you're wearing it. This is royal blue? I would think of this as periwinkle. Oh god, this is too much. It's um, like when you used to play that color game in the pool where you dip someone until they say the color and they'd be like, it was royal blue. We're gonna, like, I said blue. You know what we're going to do? We're going to take a picture of my shirt and we're going to ask what color is this? Okay. Send me the picture because we're over Zoom. So yeah, I don't I want everyone to see what the discussion is about. All right. Well, I think we have to get back into it um, because, oh, my God, Michelle, is that snow outside? <gasps> oh, my gosh. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back 
back from your recess. I hope you're stretched out, comfortable, and I hope you're feeling warm because guess what? I'm recording this in New York City. And in New York City, the day I'm recording this, it's post-snowstorm. Uh, yes, we do record these about a week in advance. Sorry to break that fourth wall for you. But there was a huge snowstorm out my window this morning, and I was just thinking to myself, what the heck is that? Now, let me ask you before we get started, though, Claire, do you like snow? Uh, yeah, I love snow. I think if I lived around more snow growing up, I might feel differently. But in North Carolina, it meant only good things. Yeah, I agree with that. I also do very much enjoy snow. I grew up in both Dallas, Texas and North Carolina. And my experience living in both of those places was that there was very little snow. If there was snow, it's not that there like wasn't snow, right? Like if snow fell down, it could be like six inches. And like that was fun. You can make a snowman out of that. But like that was maybe once a year if it was that much. Sometimes it wasn't even that much that year. And school was canceled for weeks when that happened. <laughs> weeks? No. Well, if there was like an inch of snow, it would be canceled for a day or two if it didn't melt, you know? Do you um, not remember right before our senior year <gasps> musical? Oh, or yeah. Your senior year. We had two weeks of school canceled. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, so bad that we all secretly met in the church in our neighborhood and <laughs> rehearsed anyways. <laughs> I mean, we had to. I, My mom helped organize those rehearsals because it was like... <laughs> We had to. Our show was going to be the next week. But yeah, I remember we had a whole week off of school and we were like, we met two or three times and we met over that weekend. And then the snow started to melt and we went to school. No, we had Monday off of school because of a holiday. We went to school on Tuesday and while we were there, it started snowing and they let us all go home. It was a disaster. But all that said, I still really love snow. I love playing in it. I love seeing it. I... It doesn't bother me that much. I've even had to drive in like a foot of snow to go to work one time uh, when I used to live in Connecticut. And while that was annoying the whole way, I was like, this is beautiful, even though I was very frightened of getting in a crash. But we'll talk more about why some people hate it and some people love it. But I just really want to know, like, what is snow? Simply speaking, it is... The water cycle, right? We all know the water cycle from elementary school. The rain gets picked up by water vapor, or the water gets picked up by water vapor, um, rises to the clouds, it builds up in a cloud and falls to earth. That's what rain is, that's what snow is, that's what hail is. We know what the water cycle is. But snow specifically is precipitation in the form of ice crystals. When temperatures are below freezing in a cloud, it forms these ice crystals in the cloud. And as the ice crystals stick together, they get heavier and heavier. And when they get heavy enough, they fall from the cloud towards Earth as snowflakes. So a snowflake is a cluster of these ice crystals. There's also snow pellets. Some people call it grapple. You might hear about it. It creates that kind of like slushy, crunchy. Grapple. Grapple. <laughs> yeah, it creates kind of that slushy stuff that you can sometimes see fall to the ground and that's when ice crystals hit cloud droplets that freeze to it as it falls to form like kind of a lumpy mass so mm -hmm. that's what is snow but like i always hear sometimes like when you think it's about to snow that oh no it's sleet oh no it's hail 
So I want it to also say, what's not snow? So sleet is rain that freezes as it falls. So sleet is not ice crystals. Sleet is not even close to snow. It's just rain that as it falls, it freezes. Whereas snow already becomes frozen as ice crystals in the clouds. I find that sleet, like hail, can be a little painful. (laughs) And that's why, yeah. Because it's frozen, yeah. You want to be careful of sleet. But hail, basically, imagine that grapple is forming. Um, those ice crystals that are already a little lumpy but mushy, they're falling, but there's a thunderstorm happening. So the thunderstorm makes upward moving air uh, push those grapple pieces back up where it hits uh, water droplets that are super cold and the water droplets go around the grapple and encompasses the grapple and freezes around it, making these like lumpy balls that fall straight towards the ground. And that's why it can hail like even in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I used to be really scared when it would hail in college because my car was just parked outside, out in the open. And one day (laughs) we were like walking back from class and it started hailing and everyone was like, oh, find a place to like put your car under because the hail is going to be the size of golf balls. And I feel like that's just something people say. Yeah, well, no, it. I mean, it gets bigger than that. And like, imagine it's coming from so high up in the air, like falling the force. Yeah, that's painful. Oof. But going back to lovely, beautiful snow, there's a few different reasons that people can like the snow and cannot like the snow. In general, some people are just more sensitive about cold. Like I, for instance, like warmer weather better, better than colder weather. But I still like snow, so... I just think physically some people don't like going out in the snow as much. Mm. Yeah, I, I sit in the middle. I love a North Carolina winter because it was 60 over the weekend and we were able to go sit outside places. And then Ooh. it's like 40 this week. And that's cold. Like 30, 40. That's cold where you need a jacket. But it's not so cold that you, like my dear friend in Chicago, can't go outside because the government has told you that if you go outside for more than 10 minutes, you'll get frostbite. Yeah. And it doesn't get that bad in New York. At least I haven't experienced that yet. I mean, I also... Oh, it's snowing again. It had stopped. It just started again. (gasps) It hurt us. (laughs) Whoa. It literally hurt us. There's icicles on my... um, my, uh, What's it called? My fire escape. Oh, I love snow. Oh, we get snow this year here. Oh, and I see my little cat sleeping on my bed next to the window. Oh, my gosh. I love snow. Anyways, back to why some people don't. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I can see why some people who have lived through a lot of years, like, with snow, too, why they wouldn't be into it, right? Because if you're living in a place like Chicago with maybe more snow, cold weather, like, it, 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 you're, you're just like, ugh. No, I don't want that. I mean, my parents lived in Buffalo, New York. That's where I was born. And, you know, the snow there was so bad and so intense that I think they looked at snow like, oh, now we can't take the kids anywhere. Now we can't do anything. Now we can't, you know, now we're stuck inside. And I think the snow is probably really beautiful. And then on like day 15, when it's just like gray mush. Mm hmm. Not me. I love snow. Of course, there are the opposite things, too, where it's like I was actually talking to my grandma and I told her that it was snowing and I was so excited. And she like grew up in El Salvador. She still lives there every so often. And uh, she was like, it's not in my blood. I'm a, I'm a Latina. I have Latin blood. Like, 
I'm not into it. Stay safe out there. She's like, do you have enough food? Like for her, like snow is like disgusting. She never wants to see it. She thinks it's scary. Like and to be fair, yeah, of course she would. She's <laughs> barely been around it having when she's not in El Salvador being in Texas. Like, yeah. So wow. I think both extremes could go either way on it, honestly. But also, I read an article in The Atlantic by Olga Kazan. She basically researched it and she said that people born in colder climates actually evolve traits over time that help them survive the cold. For instance, like they're shorter and stouter so that they have less body surface to get hit by cold. Um, but I don't think this is universally applied at all. I have a roommate, Libby. She's very the, much the opposite of short and stout. She is tall and uh, she also hates snow. I wouldn't say she hates. Maybe that's too strong. She's just a little apathetic towards it. So I think that's more like if you a whole family lives in that place for a long, long time. Then there's also, you know, what we were talking about a few episodes ago with the winter blues and, you know, sad Snow can probably affect that for some people because it's kind of just even more of that. Like you can't leave the house much. You're stuck. But I think that snow makes things so much less gray. Like if you have the winter blues because things are really gray outside and then you look out your window and everything is bright white. Mm-hmm. Um, You know the poem, Twas the Night Before Christmas? Yes. I was working on it the other day with one of my students and the line, the moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below, I think is so beautiful. I was trying to explain to her because she had never seen snow that it's when it's pitch black outside and the moon is up, you might not be able to see anything. But when it has just snowed, the moon reflects off of the beautiful white ground and it made it look like it was midday oh yeah I, you're actually getting ahead of me we'll get oh. to that in my fun facts oh, but you're we'll absolutely right they're bringing those <laughs> that brightness outside uh it could make it on the flip side better for some people the winter blues uh and also to add on to that in terms of loneliness some people think of snow days as a chance to finally be alone like for me, I think snow triggers that feeling in me that I've been like, that's like a learned feeling of like, if I see snow, that means I get to like be lazy or that means like I get to take a day off. It provides us that relief of staying home from work or school without us personally having to take the blame for it because it's just Mother Earth doing it, you know? Just that feeling lingers in you, even if like it doesn't even necessarily practically apply. Like, for instance, if I had work scheduled today, I'd be going into work today. The snow wouldn't have affected it in New York. Like, the trains are still working underground. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the feeling of euphoria you get when you see, oh, yes, it's so perfect, like, that mood of snow. It still, like, makes you happy because of, like, muscle memory. Right. Um, but some extra fun facts about snow. I just two, really, that I got from an article by BBC Earth. Uh, this is what you were hinting at earlier, because light is actually very important with snow. And we talked about light last episode, uh, last week. And snow is not actually the color white. Did you know? Did you snow? <laughs> It's actually, <laughs> it's actually uh, translucent 
and it's reflecting light from the sun. So like, for instance, when it's nighttime, my roommate Melissa actually last night was commenting on how bright it was outside. And it's because it's reflecting moonlight or, or you know, any street lights that might be out. Isn't that cool? I love that. I know. And also not light, but on the flip side, sound. Soft snow absorbs sound, but frozen over snow makes sound travel clearly. So I think I need some soft snow in the room while we record. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle does all of our sound editing. Thank you, Michelle. And sometimes it's not an easy task. It actually never is. (laughs) No, it's fine. (laughs) I love doing it, but thank you. Uh, But that's the fun facts I have. I love them. They were very fun, just like snow. Thank you. Um, And also, I want to try a new little thing to round out the end of my topic today, uh, where I went to Yahoo Answers. I was inspired by Claire last week, having her Google questions uh, section. I couldn't quite figure out how she did that. So I was like, I'm going to go to Yahoo Answers, type in my keyword snow into it and see what I can find. And the first thing that popped up was this question. Who is Parson Brown and why are they making snowmen like him? With three question marks. This person was was very concerned about Parson Brown. And I've actually heard this. I think I hear this question every year, both from myself and other people. Um, And just to let you know the answer in case you were really concerned about who he was. uh, The top answer for this question to who is Parson Brown and why are they making snowmen like him? The answer was Parson Brown. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's who he is. He's Parson Brown. Do you do you know the actual answer? I do, in a way. I know Parson is just another name for a priest, right? Right. That's. I just always thought it was like the town preacher. Like, oh, right. let's make snowmen like the town preacher and pretend he's going to like marry us. Both my roommates who grew up celebrating Christmas when we were having this conversation before I even saw this Yahoo answer, they didn't know. These two people who celebrate Christmas. And I said, isn't a person a priest? And they said, is it? And I was like, how, how should I know? I'm the, I'm the Jewish one. What's happening here? I think it's like not an American word. <laughs> oh, is it like British? I have no idea. I can look it up. <laughs> Next mm. week, tune in. Tune in. <laughs> tune in next week uh because that's the end of our podcast today <laughs> follow us on at galsplained pod on instagram and twitter <laughs> and leave us a review on apple podcasts we like to shout you out if you leave a review so ooh, you might get a special shout out and yes for our homework today what's your favorite christmas movie and do you like snow yeah and subscribe we'll see you next time yay bye bye